Hey, this is Mike Brake, the lead pastor at Freedom Church in Los Alamos. Just want to say thank you so much for stopping by the podcast today. I hope you feel encouraged and I hope you feel inspired today to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Enjoy the message. Uh, Let's start it off like this. Just a little crowd participation. That's how I like to do things. Um, And we're in church so we can be honest. If you had to rate yourself on a scale of 0 to 100, on the scale of how good or bad are you, all right? So 0, like 0 to 50, those are the bad guys, all right? So you're, you're thinking like axe murderers, people who don't wash their hands, Dallas Cowboy fans, all right? All right, 0 to, I know, I'm trying to spend as many people as I can. That's one thing you'll learn about me. I love to joke and have fun. All right, 0 to 50. 50 to 100, those are the good people. You're thinking Mother Teresa, Billy Graham, people named Mike, you know, uh, that sort of stuff. Um, So here's what I want you to do. Pick a number between how good are you, how about it, and then tell your neighbor. Look over your neighbor and go ahead and and just take a moment and let them know your number. What number did you pick? All right, I see some of you are trying to justify your answer right now. <laughs> you're like, I, I'm, I'm really that, I'm really that. All right, all right. So you're trying to defend yourself. We can, be, we can be honest. So by show of hands, by show of hands, how many of you rated yourself in the zero to 30 in that, in that bad category? It's okay, we can be honest here. It's all right. Anybody... In the zero to three, I see you pointing. I see some people pointing at other people. Anyone going to admit that? Like, okay, ushers, please take a look around. Anyone raising their hand to the bad guys? There's a police station right over there. The bad guys, let's escort them out. All right. Um, 30 to 50. Who was in the 30 to 50? Okay, we got some honest people here. Here's the good news for you in the 30 to 50. You're what makes the top half possible, so thank you for doing your part. All right. Now, let's go 50 to 80, 50 to 80. All right, I'm seeing some more hands. If you see somebody around you with their hand up right now, go ahead, just kind of lean over to them and say, you're a good person, thank you. You're a good person. All right, now, who's in that 80 to 100 crowd? Come on, 80 to 100 don't be shy. We, you're so full of yourself. Come on, let's get, you know, you're, you're good. We get to hear about it all the time. All right, 8200. I love to joke. I love to have fun. Um, I want to talk today. I want to read a passage out of Luke. Now, traditionally, uh, you would have on the Easter Sunday a resurrection story. We're going to talk about that. But I'm actually going to look at a scene on the cross. On the cross where Jesus, he's on the cross but he's between two bad guys, two bad dudes that are up on, they're being crucified along with them. If you have your Bible here, you can find it in Luke 23. If you don't, that's fine. It's also, if you scroll on that lyrics page, I put it on there as well. In Luke 23, it says, one of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed. He scoffs. He says, so you're the Messiah, meaning like you're the one, you're the anointed one, you're the one that's coming. Prove it. Prove it by saving yourself. And oh, by the way, save us too while you're at it. 
The other criminal protested. He says, don't you fear God even when you've been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man hasn't done anything wrong. Can you imagine this scene on the cross? These guys are in one of the most excruciating uh, places in their life. They're about ready to die. They're in torture, being executed. This is the conversation the three of them are having, and we get a glimpse into it. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And as we, as a church, have been journeying through this word called hope in this season, as we've been holding on to that word hope, spreading hope to our town and our community, I think this is one of the most hope-filled verses, one of the most hope-filled things that Jesus says that you can take home with you today. Two bad guys on the cross, final moments. And this guy says, hey, Jesus, remember me. And Jesus says, I assure you, assurance, today. Everybody say that word with me. Today, you will be with me in paradise. This scene, if we were there, was not pretty. He's being mocked. He's being spit on. If we were there, you would look away. It's so gruesome, grotesque. There would be a smell that's there. This is not your Sunday school crucifixion with coloring pages and everything. Like, this is intense. What's happening here? Jesus is being mocked. He's being mocked by the guy on the cross right next to him. And there's silence here. He's not trying to defend himself. He's on a mission. He's on a purpose. Jesus' last words are recorded, and one of them's right here where he's like, hey, you're in. You're in. What hope is in here? Have you ever asked the question, why? Like our kids, they're just prone to ask that, right? Like I'm just, uh, my kids got to ask why about two times and just to reveal how dumb I am. You know, like, why is the sky blue? Well, I don't know. It's kind of some science thing. Well, why is that? And I'm like, "Ah, I don't know. And I'm, I'm just, I'm done. I'm it. I don't have any answers. We ask why. But a lot of us, we, we ask questions, big questions as to why, especially when it comes to faith, especially when it comes to Jesus. We, we want to ask big questions. I want to invite you to come with us next week because at Freedom Church, we actually like questions. We, we, I, you may not have been to a church or heard a pastor say, we, it's okay to have doubts. It's okay to ask questions. We want you to lean into the question. So many times like, oh, I can't ask that question. No, ask it. I think God's big enough to handle it. I think our faith following Jesus, he's big enough. There's answers for it. In the coming weeks, we're going to ask big questions. So if you're here today and you're a little bit skeptical, you're here today and you're like, I'd like to know what Christianity is about. Journey with us. We're going to ask big questions. If God's so good, then why would I be experiencing this? Something personal. Maybe something you experienced. Maybe something you saw. Maybe it's something big and theological. If God's good and loving, then why hell? What is this? Right? Big questions. If God is good, why would he create cats? I don't understand. I'm sorry. I'm, just, I'm more of a dog person, okay? Where's my dog people at? Dog people? Cat people? All right, I just offended you. I love you. I love you. I want you to lean into questions. 
rather than walk away. I want you to lean in because I believe on the other side of your doubt, if you lean in, is discovery. Many of these guys had questions about God. I would say you're human. But instead of walking, I don't want you to walk away. Now, I, I know in a size of a crowd this, this size, you'd be like, hey, I walked away and for good reason. <laughs> I walked away because I saw how other people live, right? You saw other Christians. We all have our story of I've been burned by the church or somebody hurt me. Like that's kind of in all of our story. If that's who God is and that's his reputation, rep, representation, I don't want anything to do with that. We've been there. We've asked questions why. Some of us, who's got, anybody got a tea time today? Anybody? Go, I want to I play with you later. Anybody play golf? How about that? Golf? Golfers? Golfers? All right, I see some of you guys. Sometimes I feel like Christianity can be like playing a round of golf. You know, anybody can look like a golfer. Any, you know, anybody can, you have the bag, you have the clubs, you have the club head, you got the driver, the, the big one, you know, you're like, I'm ready to go. You can dress the part, right? But then you go up and you step to the tee box and it really shows what it is. And some of us, we've looked at other Christians in their life and like they dress the part, but I got burned by them and I got burned bad. And it really caused me to doubt, and it really caused me to question. Maybe you saw a church leader who just totally wrecked you and disappointed you, and it wrecked your faith, and it caused you to walk away. Some of us, we've gotten to the tee box, and we go, and we swing, and we whiffed. Hello? Golf is hard. Or you go, and you hit it, and it just like dribbles down that way. And you go, and you swing again, and it's not going any further. Or maybe you're like my golf game. I'm more like Robin Hood, all right? I'm off in the tree somewhere, way off to the side. Like, I know where I want to go. I see the fairway. I see the green. I have it pictured out in my head. But this life is hard. And I've gone through some hard stuff. I've made some mistakes. I've made some failures. And it's called me, caused me to question God, and I've walked. Some of us right now, you might be in the trees, in the woods right now <laughs> and you're like I think I know where I want to go I think if I hit it underneath that tree skip it off that rock off of that tree and bake it in I can get it to the green <laughs> like some Hail Mary miracle shot what I want to suggest to you today maybe for some of us today instead of getting the big driver out and trying to make the miracle shot we just get the pitching wedge out Maybe your next step, your next shot, God would just say, let's get the small club out and let's just get this thing right back into the fairway where we can get things the way I created it. We have big questions why, and I want to say it's okay to ask why. Those are found solid questions, big questions, questions that need to be asked, questions that need answered. But I want to say, even if we've been burned by the church, even if we have big theological questions, they really have nothing to do with the foundation of Christianity. They're real. They hurt. They mess with us. Christianity is based on an event. 
Christianity got its foundation with something happened. When Jesus died on the cross, I, literally, I believe He was literally dead. Saturday, there was nothing. There was silence. In our, we're in a Saturday season where we're questioning God. God, where are you? God, why did this happen? I don't see how you could do this. Where are you? Those disciples, they ran. They were scared. They were denying even knowing Him. They were next on the chopping block. We would be right there too. But on Sunday... On Sunday, something happened that sparked a change for eternity that blew everyone away. Nobody was expecting nobody in that tomb. When the Marys went to the tomb that morning, they went to put spices. They were, they were continuing on the funeral process. Only there was nobody there to put the spices on. They, they, they found out very quickly that Jesus was alive. That, that everything changed on that moment. Something happened. And they saw an angel. They said, you're looking for Jesus. He was dead, but he's alive. He's risen. Why are you searching for the living amongst the dead? Amen. And then they said, go and tell. And there's so much in that that belongs to you and I. That because Jesus, even though it's 2,000 years ago, there's evidence for it. It's not just some random faith. You can go and look at the history. You can go and look up the archaeology and say, oh, there is a lot. This, is, there's, this faith, and it does take faith, but this faith is packed with evidence, packed with, with historical records documenting that Jesus was dead and then he was alive. He called his shot throughout. This guy said, I'm the Messiah. I'm the one. I'm God. I'm going to die. He's like, he even spelled it out clearly for him. I'm going to die. Don't worry. Three days later, I'm alive. If someone wants to help Lily out with the wind, that would be awesome. I want to come to you today. We have good news. That maybe our questions for God, with God are real, but our foundation hasn't changed. The foundation is the resurrection. So you're like, who is this God then? Because I have a lot of questions for him. And I would say a lot of Christians would say, this God, who is this God? This God looks a lot like Jesus. This God looks a lot like Jesus hanging on a cross between two criminals, having a conversation in their final moments, saying, today, I assure you, I will see you in paradise. This is a God of hope. This is a God of love. The question of, am I a good person? Am I a bad person? Because the popular, the most popular theory, if I were to ask everyone in the crowd, how do you get to heaven? You'd say, the most popular one in our world society would be, be a good person. I want to tell you something. That's not how it works. God wants you to be good, but that's not how you earn it. The guy on the cross, he had no time left. His time was up. He had no opera. He was a bad guy. Crucifixion 
reserved for the worst of the worst. What was he going to do? How did he get in? He's a bad guy. The reality is, Jesus is very clear. Bad people don't go to hell. Good people don't go to heaven. Forgiven people. Forgiven people are saved. That's it. Forgiven people. So I, whether you were a, a, a one or you put yourself for a zero, or let's say you were 99.9999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999
Let's have a relationship. Now, I know some of you are still not convinced because you're like, okay, that sounds good, but seriously, what do I got to do? Like Jesus plus what is going to get me to heaven? I got to do something because I've been told I got to go to church. I got to pray. I got to read my Bible. I got to get baptized. I got I to do something, right? Nothing. When you get in the scriptures, Jesus plus what equals salvation? Nothing. And if anyone tries to tell you anything different, read your Bible. This guy did nothing on the cross. He just received it. It's a gift. Ephesians, in Ephesians, one of my favorite anchor verses, says, God saved you by His grace. That's why we sing about amazing grace. Because it's nothing we can earn. Just given. God saved you by His grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for it. It is a gift from God. You receive it. You receive it. In a second, I'm going to ask for you to receive it. Some of you are here today, and God's speaking to your heart. He knows you by name. He knows exactly what you're going to, and He's been calling you out, saying, hey, let's have this relationship together. You don't got to do anything. You just got to receive it. What would God want to do with me? Why would he want anything to do with this planet? Like, did you see a couple months ago, like in Los Alamos, we went berserk because we landed an amazing robot on Mars, right? Some of you probably helped put some of that together. Phenomenal. Mind-blowing. Back in 1977, we, we sent a, a, a rocket, a satellite, a something. I'm not a science person. I love science, but I, I just don't get it. Anyway, we sent it out. It's called the Voyager 1. Sometime around, the, I think, 1990 or so, when it was getting to the end of its mission, we told it to turn around. It had been traveling into outer space at 40,000 miles an hour, which is very fast. It said, turn around, take a picture of Earth. And it's an it's a image that we now call the pale blue dot. The whole image took months to come back in because it would send one pixel at a time back to Earth. And then we, we stitched all the pixels together. Earth is less than the size of a pixel on this pale blue dot image. What on Earth in this advanced universe would God want to do with this pale blue dot? Or with me right here on Ashley Pond stage. I don't get it. This big, great, grand God. Great, great, grand, loving God in this expansive universe. And you're saying he wants a personal relationship with me. Why? What would he want to do with you and I? I will say everything. What does he want with you? Everything. Everything God has done has to be in relationship with His creation. He loves you dearly. Some of us today, we need to get back in the fairway. There's a cleaner shot that way. There's purpose. There's hope there. You've been struggling with purpose and meaning, and you're not sure where to go. Let's take some next steps together. Maybe your next step is coming back next week. Maybe your next step 
is saying, hey, I, I, need, to, I need to get some, some relationships right. And maybe right here, right now, your next step is to say, I need a relationship with Jesus, my creator. So can we all just, let's bow our heads and let's pray together. In this moment, I believe it's sacred. I believe God's speaking in this moment. He speaks right to our hearts and our souls. God, you know exactly what's happening. You know what we came in here with. You know our questions. You know our failures. You know where we've shanked it way off to the right or to the left. You know where we've whipped it. And yet you say, hey, hey, this relationship with me, it's not like golf. <laughs> it's, it's not just for pretty people with pretty little lives. No. It's for broken people. It's for hurting people. It's for messy people. And you're just so desperately trying to tell us, I know the mess. Give it to me. I know the hurt. Give it to me. I know that your soul is crying out for purpose and meaning. Give it to me. Quit trying to earn it and do it on your own. I got a better way. Some of you right here, right now, with your head bowed and eyes closed, God's calling you into a relationship with Him. Here's what Scripture says. It says, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. You will. Not might, you will. And today, Easter 2021, Ashley Pond, April 4th, today's your day. This is your moment. So I'm going to ask with everyone's head bowed and eyes closed, if you want to receive Jesus today, why don't you pray this prayer with me? In fact, I'm just going to ask everybody to repeat it with me so those who are saying it, they're not alone because we want to say this out loud together. So repeat after me. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner, but today I ask you to forgive me for all my sins. Jesus, come into my life to be my Lord and my Savior, my forgiver, and in the best way I know how, I receive you and I receive salvation. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. And again, with everyone's head bowed and eyes closed, if you just played that prayer for the very first time in your life, would you just please just raise your hand, just raise it high. I'm not going to call you out. I just want to I want to see you. I don't want to pray with you and pray for you. If that was you, I see you in the back. Amen. Keep your hand up if I, so I can just see it. If you just pray that prayer for the first time, there might be an usher that wants to give you a, a little bit of a Bible. We just want to hand that to you. If you prayed that prayer, I see you in the, in, the, in the back in the middle. I see you back over there as well. Some of our ushers, keep them up so they can see you. They just want to hand you a Bible, a few resources. I don't know if I'll ever see you again. So I put a little note in there to say, here's how you can reach out because we would love to take a next step with you. But this is between you and God. This is between you and Jesus. Anybody else say, yes, I, I want to receive Jesus Christ for the very first time in my life. You can say, you can respond right now. This is your moment. Raise your hand high so we can see it. Amen. 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 Father, thank you. Thank you for doing what only you can do. <laughs> taking messed up people, broken people, bad people, and providing a way for forgiveness, providing a way that we can be in a right relationship. 
And not only that, but giving us victory, giving us hope to where you say, hey, I want to partner with you in this life. I want to take next steps with you together. You don't have to go it alone. There's hope. Not a, and you get to spread that hope to other people. You made it out of the woods. You found your way out of the woods. You're going to find somebody else that plays golf like I do in the fairway. Not in the fairway, but in the sand traps in the woods over by the lake. Say, hey, there's a better way over here, over here. Let's go this way. God, we thank you. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus Christ's name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. amen. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to the podcast this week. I hope you felt inspired to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Just a couple next steps that you can take coming out of this. One, rate and review the podcast. That really does get the message out to other people faster, as well as click subscribe to make sure you get the latest content as it rolls out each week. And finally, if you wanna partner with us financially, head on over to our website, click the word give. That's gonna get the message out through our ministries further and faster. Have a wonderful week. God bless.